0: It's been my privilege to be able to preach in the Christian Academy this week, and I thank God for Principal Williams and his precious wife and the good work they're doing there. Thank God for that. Amen. Mark chapter number 14, if you'll get with me, I'll preach quick. I'll tell you like Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband right before she married him, I'm not planning on keeping you long tonight. But if I got to do the preaching and the amen and I'm going to be like the Apostle Paul and I'm going to hang on in here till midnight, all right? So let's stand in reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Grabler. What a privilege it is to be here. Mark chapter number 14, verse number 32. When you find your place, say amen. 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 Bible said they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter, James, and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. And he saith unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tavry ye here and watch. Verse 35 is our text tonight if you want to mark it. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep, for their eyes were heavy, neither wist they what to answer him. And he came the third time and saith unto them, sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough, the hour has come, behold the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. Father, help me help these people tonight. Lord, I pray you'd send a revival on the subject that I'm gonna preach on tonight. Lord, you know my heart. I'm no expert on what you've placed on me to preach. Lord, I pray you'd give me grace and wisdom and discernment to say everything you want me to say to help you people. And I pray, Lord, you'd help us to practice what's gonna be preached tonight. And we'll bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated preaching tonight on probably one of the most needed yet neglected subjects in all our Baptist churches. Without a doubt, it is the most needed area in my life. This ground that we stand on tonight and the Gethsemane prayer is that most holy ground. We probably ought to take our shoes off as we approach what Christ went through in this scene. I'm interested in verse number 35 where the Bible said he went forward a little. He didn't go too far, but he did make some progress. And the Bible said that he fell on the ground. The word little and the word ground stand out to me tonight. Not much geographical progress has been made, but the spiritual progress that's being made is fixing to affect eternity. Tonight, as we study Christ, Gone a little further and falling on the ground, I want to preach on this simple subject, gaining ground in prayer. Yep. Our prayer ground is not going to come quick, it's not going to come cheap, it's not going to come easy. Right. It's the highest priced piece of real estate that we will ever have to pay for in our spiritual lives. Beloved, without this piece of ground, we'll never make it to be what we ought to be or could be for the glory of God. Neighbor, it's about time in our Baptist churches that some people made their mind up no matter the cost, no matter the price, no matter the pain that you're gonna to have to go through, that you're not gonna turn your back on your prayer ground, that you're gonna be consistent in your prayer life and come hell near high water, there ain't gonna be a devil in hell that knock you out of getting along with God and praying, nothing like getting with God and calling on God in that closeness of secret prayer. And beloved, this is one area we need to gain ground in tonight. It is our prayer lives. Simple preaching and hard living. First of all, you know when you're gaining, you're gaining ground in prayer when you learn to walk away and pray alone. The Bible said in Luke chapter number 22, verse 41, the Bible said that it was withdrawn, a stone's cast. The Bible said in the book of Matthew, while I go and pray yonder, I love to pray collectively as a group. I love to get in a prayer room and pray with the brethren. I love it when you go to an old-fashioned prayer room and it sounds like a a pack of dogs after a coon and everybody's praying. Man, we're calling on God and it's getting loud and you you get lathered up and you get a good sweat. But neighbor, there is no substitute uh, for getting along with God where nobody can hear you, nobody can see you. Neighbor, I'll say thanks to God when I'm by myself. I won't say to him when you're listening to me pray. Brother, isn't it a blessing to know you can get along with God and pour your heart out to him. Uh, Neighbor there's something we ought to ponder about this thing of prayer. There's a lot to be said right here but there's one thing I want you to ponder tonight and that is that prayer works. Neighbor if that's all you hear me say tonight neighbor that's enough. We've got a God that is designed. This means a prayer and it works. How many of you in here saved tonight? Raise your hand. I want to tell you about the first prayer God ever answered for me. It went a little like this. Dear Jesus I'm lost. I I'm going to hell without you. I, I'm a sinner, would you save me? I, it come in my heart. You know what God did? He answered that prayer. I'm living proof that prayer works. Don't quit calling on God. It works. Don't quit praying. It works. Pray for your church. Pray for your preacher. I Pray for your family. Pray about everything. It works. And then... We would study in Matthew chapter number 26, verse 36, that he said, While I go and pray yonder, there's the yonder of prayer. I wonder do, tonight, do you have your yonder place of prayer uh, that where nobody would be able to listen in on what you got to say? Do you have a secret place tonight? The Bible said, He that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There's the yonder of prayer. Uh, but then, as we learn that we walk away from everybody, even just a stone's cast, that there's There's the wonder of prayer. What's the big wonder of prayer? The Bible said that an angel showed up. The wonder of prayer is that he got a visit from heaven. Oh, glory to God, this ought to make a, this ought be enough to make a Presbyterian kick a back end of his choir robe out. Neighbor, though, that we get a visit from heaven, I tell you, ain't nothing like getting along with God and God showing up. Amen. I remember when I first got saved. Man, I was green, went behind the ears. I didn't know nothing about God, nothing about the Bible, nothing about church. Amen. I, I hadn't been saved but a couple of months and I, I, I was experiencing something God had begun to show up with me and I really didn't know what was going on. Man, my hair would stand up, I'd get goose pebbles, I'd get to crying, I'd get to worshiping God and, I finally, and I'd pray and God would show up and finally one day I went up and seen old brother R.C. Anders. I said, brother R.C., I said, sometimes I'll be praying or sometimes I'll be riding down the road all of a sudden I'll be listening to a gospel song or something or talking to God and I feel like there's somebody else in the truck with me I said what in the world is going on he said boy whatever you do don't ask them to get out don't ask them to leave he said that's God that's showing up with you neighbor I tell you that's a wonder of prayer that you can call on God and he don't just send an angel he'll come down himself and meet with us in our prayer time hallelujah a wonder of prayer, not only do we get a visit, But the Bible said that angel strengthened him. The wonder of prayer is that God gives us virtue. What a blessing. I tell you, that's why we got so many weak people in our churches, because they ain't calling on God. The more you pray, the more power you'll have. If you want power in your preaching, you're gonna have to pray. You want power in your singing, you're gonna have to pray. You want power in your teaching, you're gonna have to pray. You want the power of God on you, neighbor, you're gonna have to learn how to pray. And the power of God is not just for preachers and not just for the leaders and the deacons. If you're saved by the grace of God, you can pray and have power with God and from God and have God's touch on you. I've been studying the spirit-filled life as hard as I can again these days. And beloved, I tell you, there's a famine in the land for spirit-filled people. And if you don't have a prayer life, you're not gonna be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. When's the last time you walked into a church service and there was somebody, not just a young person, but there was somebody there that you know they have the spirit of God on them. And it's cause have been still in the way and laying with God when nobody else is looking. That's because they prayed. And the wonder of prayer is that God gives us power. I tell you, God, revival is not God getting us out of our troubles. It's God giving us grace to make it through our troubles. And I tell you, prayer ain't always gonna get us out of a mess. I tell you what it will do. It'll give us power that'll plow through it. It'll give us power that'll be faithful. It'll give us power that'll be consistent. It'll give us power to stay with God and to finish the course that God has sent for us. That's the wonder of prayer. This weak, anemic generation of contemporary devils wanna take away the bag you of prayer. They wanna take away and present to us a God that expects his children to be sissies. No, God don't expect you to be a little backed sissy. God wants you to get on your knees and pray and get the power of God get up. Can I get a witness? Personal illustration, if you will. My son JP and I, we were traveling to a meeting in a neighboring state several months ago and I told J.P., I said, what me and you need to do is we don't need to get down and have a two-minute prayer, three-minute prayer. What me and you need to do is we need to get on our knees and we need to beg God that God will touch your daddy tonight while I'm preaching. And uh, and I just uh, since here burden to pray and I said, son, we ought to pray at least 30, 40 minutes before we even think about going to church. And I said, son, if you got to say the same thing over and over again, just do it. And one thing God spoke to me about my youngins is to teach them to pray. J.P. and I had a good Holy Ghost prayer meeting God met with us we went to church that night and this don't happen every time you preach I stood up, I opened up my Bible, read my text and I began to pray just like I did tonight, neighbor I'm telling you heaven came down, they was slapping the building while I was praying, I hadn't even got to open up my mouth to start preaching it, you don't know why I believe that happened, it's because God heard us pray, I'm not patting myself on the back, it's a wonder that God had to give us power to do anything Blessed be the name of God. You know you're gaining ground in prayer when you learn to walk away and pray alone. Number two, verse number 36, the Bible said, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what I will. And uh, you know you're gaining ground in prayer when you submit to the will of God. Now, let me go ahead and confess to you tonight, I don't understand everything going on in this text right here. I, I, I've heard every every explanation from every commentator, every preacher that thinks they've got a keyhole on this text. All I know is that Jesus is just submitted to the will of God. That don't mean he wasn't submitted to the will of God. I don't understand. We could talk about his humanity and what he may have wanted to go through and not wanted to go through at his death. I'm not gonna talk about that tonight. I wanna preach it a practical application to me and you. You're gaining ground in prayer when you learn to submit to the will of God. Brother Morgan, I'm having trouble finding the will of God. Have you prayed about it? I tell you, if you be consistent in your prayer life, you'll have no problem finding God's will. You'll have no problem discerning God's will. Uh, Brother Morgan, who am I supposed to marry? Talk, Talk to God about it. He knows better than you do. Where am I supposed to work? Talk to God about it. He knows better than you do. What am I supposed to do? Talk to God about it. He knows better than you do. And if we'll pray and submit to the will of God, than when Cain and Clown in prayer. You young people I've been preaching to you all week, find God's will for your life. Marry in the will of God Serve in the will of God Work in the will of God brother. But the will of God for Jesus in our text It involved several things It involved a cup He said nevertheless let this cup pass from me I don't know what was in that cup Some people say it was the dregs of sin The separation of the Godhead. I don't. I, I, it may be all the above But I do know what one thing it was It was the will of God Whatever was in that cup Was the will of God Sometimes God is going to tell us to do something that we don't want to do. Neighbor, every time God ever told me to do something, I didn't jump up and say, Glory to God. I mean, sometimes uh, He made me confess sin, and sometimes uh, He made me apologize to somebody, and sometimes uh, He may have put me in a place to preach. uh, And God forbid that I be this honest that I did not want to be in, but God said, You go preach anyhow, and you just let that chip forward and laugh. And every time without fail, God comes down and saves somebody and revival breaks out. Beloved, God is gonna tell you what to do and sometimes it may be something you don't wanna drink. Well, right. yes, sir. Just do the way it involves a cup. Yes. But it doesn't involve a cup, it'll involve a cross. Yeah. Uh, Jesus bore his cross, but neighbor me and you got a cross to carry of our own. The Bible said, word to deny ourselves. Take up our cross and follow him daily. I don't have liberty to labor this, but if you're not carrying your cross, you're not a spirit-filled praying Christian tonight. Everybody's got a cross for you to carry. Sir, you've got a cross. And crosses just ain't for leaders and preachers and missionaries. Amen. If you work a job and you're faithful to your church and you don't teach Sunday school and you're not an usher, you're not a deacon, You've still got your cross that you must bear yourself. Mama, you got a cross. Daddy, you got a cross. That children, you've got a cross. And must Jesus bear the cross alone? Oh Lord, that we would take up our cross, get up under the load of whatever it is that God wants us to do. And whatever it is that God wants us to be and be in the will of God. It involves a cup, it involves a cross but it it involves a crown of thorns. Now, what's so big about this crown of thorns well if you'd have been wearing it it'd have been a big deal to you too somebody say amen right there but this crown of thorns it represents the curse brother I tell you God saved us and God called us in the midst of a cursed world that does not know God and as we do God's will we're gonna have to battle the curse ourselves uh, neighbor it involved the crown of thorns Oh, I'm not gonna labor that tonight but one thing I will say uh, the next time you see him wearing a crown it won't be a crown of thorns it'll be a crown fit for a king uh, the royal diadem and forever while the ages roll he comes back he won't be on a cross he won't be wearing a crown of thorns he won't have spit on his face he'll be riding a of horse great right God coming in it, it, what... it, the will of God involved a, 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 a crown but then here's what we'll talk to you about Just for a brief moment, the will of God involved a crowd. It ain't just for you. You getting in God's will ain't just for you. It's for somebody else. Now they tell me, my mama used to tell me and I never did believe it. She said, now honey, you are what you eat. Well, if that was the case, I'd be a walking rabbi right now. (laughs) And a baked potato, fully loaded and ranch dressing on my salad. Can I? Get a witness from the church tonight. Uh, But when we come to a spiritual matter, and we want to compare that saying to spiritual matters, then uh, when you do the will of God, you also become the will of God. I mean, it's not only uh, am I in God's will to be in this place this week, and I believe that with all my heart, but uh, I have automatically become the will of God for you to hear me preach tonight. And, And when you accepted this church, you got in the will of God, but you not only got in the will of God, you became the will of God for this congregation. So if it ever dawned on us that when we do the will of God, we become the will of God, and there is a crowd that needs to hear us. There's a crowd in Port Oglethorpe, there's a crowd in Rossville, there's a crowd in Chattanooga uh, that needs a Bible Baptist church uh, that'll send the message of the gospel. Amen. And send the light. Uh, amen. Uh, that somebody might be saved. I'm glad. Thank God. Uh, that crowd that got me to God. Uh, that crowd that won me to God. Uh, was in the will of God in their lives. Uh, and I just happened uh, to get up on them at the right time. Uh, and God used them to win me. Yeah, right. Hey, some little old dirty faced boy at the end of a road down an old nasty trailer park somewhere that needs a Bible Baptist church bus to come down and pick him up. Brother Grable, where in the world would you be had not them buses come down your road and picked you up? Hey, where would some of you be had not somebody been in the will of God and got with their crowd? If you're a don't matter pastor and evangelism missionary, there is a crowd that God wants us to be involved with. There's a crowd that we are supposed to reach. There are people God wants us to come in contact with, makes us come in contact with and we're to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Brother Gravely, this church, this crowd, this is your crowd. Amen. you're a member of this church. This is your crowd. Stay with your crowd. The will of God involves a crowd. Don't get out of the will of God and get away from your crowd. It involves a crowd. I'm glad God, thank God, if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost and if it wasn't for us getting on our knees and gaining ground in prayer, dear brother, I wouldn't be standing here tonight. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't know Brother Ricky Gravel in the Bible Baptist Church. I walked in this building tonight and my mind went down memories lanes of the good Holy Ghost meetings we've had in here. I couldn't help but think about Brother and Sister Cape standing up singing about that God's wonderful book divine. Neighbor, we'd taken laps, jumping over five and six pews at one time. I mean, people getting saved by the grace of God and the power coming down. I wanna thank God for the Holy Ghost put me with this crowd Hey, God ain't it good I don't know that God I tell you, I'm about to get plugged in tonight ain't it good I don't know thank God that God loved us enough that I put us with the right crowd amen and what a God involves a crowd it'll involve a saved crowd it'll involve a lost crowd just get with your crowd That's right. and preach to them. Yep. Witness to them. You're gaining ground in prayer when you submit to the will of God. And the will of God also involves a commitment. Yes. Now, this is where the rubber is going to make your road just for a brief moment. Preach. We have got so many Baptists that are uncommitted. Yes. If you can't be faithful to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, then I know you're not going to be committed to the will of God. Ain't that that right, right there? Amen to God. It's amazing, the crowd from Sunday morning to Wednesday night. I, I wish that crowd wasn't here tonight. I wish it was here. I'd bust their hides on purpose. You tell them Sunday morning, I said they ain't nowhere near right with God and they ought to get in church on Wednesday night. Somebody say amen. I know I wouldn't have said that. Well, I didn't say amen to it. God, I tell you, this thing of being in the will of God, we're in it for the long haul. We're in it to be committed to it. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't turn his back out? way up a hill. Aren't you glad he didn't fall up on the load? Aren't you glad, thank God, he went all the way for me and you. Thank God Jesus was committed to the will of God. Where would you be tonight? halfway through that thing Jesus said you know what you ain't gonna whip me with that cat of nine tails I got 12 legions of angels all I gotta do is call they'll be down here we'll annihilate every one of you we'll go ahead and set the millennial rain up oh but you know what Jesus did he said no that ain't the will of God him and God the Father God the Son amen and God the Holy Ghost got together before the world ever was I can only imagine as they stood over Adam and they're fixing to breathe in him maybe God the Father looked over at God the, the, the Holy Ghost and said you know what he's gonna do yeah he's going to plunge up a whole human race into sin and about that time thank God God the son stepped forward and said go ahead and breathe in him I'll take care of it I'll die on the cross for him I'll take the pain I'll endure the cross hey amen thank God he never gave up on you he never gave up on me he was committed to his father's will and how much more should we be committed hallelujah Thank God for people that are committed to the perfect will of God. Can I take just a minute to clear up a little something I've heard down through the years? And if you believe this or preach this, and we'll talk about it after church, I don't think you do, but if you do, I'm not trying to start a fire. but I'm gonna preach what I believe. And I'm gonna write the word of truth. This permissive will of God crowd, me and them do not get along at all. Well, I'm in the permissive will of God. Well, that means you back slid as a billy goat. <laughs> permissive. Just cause seemingly God permitted it don't mean God planned it. That's right. Hey, Amen. Right. I was praying about a wife years ago, buddy of mine. I was really worried about it, and a buddy of mine come to me and said, Now, John, there's good girls all around. He said, I'm gonna tell you how God's will is. You can live in the permissive will of God and be all right. He said, now, pretend like I'm God and you're gonna be my child. He said, I want you to take some, he had three landscape stones there that were identical. He said, now, as God, I'm gonna tell you to pick the one in the middle. What are you gonna do as a child of God? I said, I'm going to pick the one in the middle. He said, not so, John, not so. He said, they're all three the same, so it really don't matter. I said, no, yes, it does matter. God had something special for me in the one you want me to pick out, neighbor, don't you settle for second best. You pray, get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you right now, the devil sell you a bill of goods, make you think, well, I'll try it. If it don't work, we'll try something else. Why don't you go ahead and get on your knees and get around with God and ask God about it. And I tell you then, if you do get out of the will of cop, At least you'll know it when you're walking out the door. At least you'll know it when you miss out. I have no idea Pastor Gravity. I'll sit down right now if you want I have no idea who I'm preaching to. I am preaching to somebody in this building tonight. You may very well, I don't know who you are, where you're sitting. If your countenance should testify against you, I, I'd come to you right now. Oh, but somebody's fixing Maybe to miss a will of God so bad that it's gonna ruin your life. Young people don't miss a will of God don't tell settle for second best. Get on your knees. Get to I don't know what to do. Pray. I don't I don't know where to go, pray. I don't know who to marry, pray. I don't know where to work, pray. I tell you, find out God's will while you're on your knees. God help us. You're gaining ground in prayer when you submit to the will of God. Oh, oh my heart's heavy. You're gaining ground in prayer next week, Verse 33, read what the Bible says. In the latter part, the Bible said, "'He began to be so amazed and to be very, Heavy. You're gaining ground in prayer when God puts a heavy weight on you. Yes, sir. I, I believe it all my heart. Do you ever get burdened to pray? Yes, sir. I believe it all my heart those burdens that God puts on us. I believe they're gifts from heaven. Amen. I believe when God speaks to you Absolutely. and puts a burden on you, it's a blessed gift. God would even put that on. I, I'll never forget one night. It was about 1 o'clock, 1.30 in the morning, somewhere's in there, 2 o'clock. I'd worked all day and boy, we got home and I'd finally gotten to bed late and I used to get up at 5 o'clock the next morning go to work and that's before I was even married and got the Holy Ghost in the middle of the night. Yes, sir. He said, get up. Amen. I said, yay, Lord. He said, I want you to pray for Brother Dan Consing. Well, Brother Dan's a good Cherokee Indian preacher friend of mine and Well, I've known him ever since I got saved. He might even been there the night I got saved, Brother Gravity. He said, I want you to pray for him. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I thought maybe 30, 40 minutes, God would let me go back to bed, but no, God made me stay up most of the night. And he's all I prayed for. His wife had cancer. God wouldn't let me pray for her. God had me pray for Brother Dan. I'm talking about praying led of the Holy Ghost of God. Long story short, the next day I met up with my brother-in-law and he said, Brother John, he said, my brother-in-law to be at the time. He said, John, he said, I'm going over here to Cherokee, Dan's wife, in the middle of the night, about 1:32 o'clock, went on to be with God in heaven. And I'm sitting there, said, Oh my, what? what what, what and God didn't have me praying for her. She had cancer, she's fixing to get eternally cured, uh, cured and healed of her disease. Uh, but old Dan fixing to lose his wife and God had me on my knees. You don't know how vitally important it is. Out a mind, God, when he puts that weight on you, I don't know who they are. And I ain't got no Bible to back this up but, uh, but I've experienced it so just let me, I, I'm gonna tell you I ain't got no Bible to back it up but have you ever been walking along and all of a sudden you sense the overwhelming presence of God And some way, somehow, God, and let you know somebody is off in their secret place, and they're calling your name in prayer. I don't know who they are. I tell you, one of the joys of getting to go to heaven is going to get to meet the people that carried our name to God in prayer, that bore us as a burden. Thank God for every time that God ever put me on somebody's heart that they prayed me, they prayed me out of harm's way. Thank God for praying people. Blessed be the name of God, you don't know. Somebody may be fixing to have a car wreck and God wants you to pray for them. That God will right. have mercy on them. Somebody may be fixing, one of your kids may be fixing to get tempted with a serious sin that's gonna mess your life up. Oh, well, and one of us adults will say, Lord, I got this youngin' on my heart. I wanna, yes, I wanna pray for him today, whatever. One of us adults, God forbid, but it happens, can happen, will happen. Fixing to get into temptation, give into sin. Oh, we're fixing to face a battle. And God would put me on the pastor's heart. And the pastor would go to God and say, Lord, I don't know why you've weighed him so heavy on my heart tonight. Oh, but Lord, whatever it is he needs, would you bless him and protect him, fill him and anoint him, God, give him grace. You hear what I'm saying? Do you see why I say this is one of the most convicting thoughts God's ever given me in 24 years? It's because we're not praying like we should. You know you're gaining ground in prayer when God will tell you to pray for somebody else and God will put a weight on you and God will put a load on you. You're gaining ground in prayer. When you realize Your flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. Verse thirty-eight. Jesus said, "The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak." When you realize how weak our flesh is, you're gaining. We can't do it. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I don't pride myself, but I think of myself as a a do-it-yourself kind of guy, kind of like David. He encouraged himself. (laughs) Nobody else is going to do it. Might as well do it yourself. That word encouraged means to fix. Sometimes you just got to fix yourself. You ever you ever had a moment in your life, maybe had a bad day where everything you touched went to dirt and everything was wrong? And a moment in your life and it was just so discouraging that you, your wife couldn't cheer you up, your church couldn't cheer you up, your preacher couldn't cheer you up, so you just had to do it yourself. Amen. <laughs> hey that's I'm the kind of, if it's broke, I'll fix it. Let's do it. Y'all get y'all get. But I'll tell you this thing, walking with God and praying, there are going to be things come down the line that we don't know how to fix. Right. We're going to run into things sometimes, Brother Brian, that we're going to say, Oh Lord, I ain't, I ain't about to put my hands on that. I ain't about to try. And then there'll be times, well, I think I can fix this. And as you go to it and you see how complicated and critical it is, that you just got to back up and say, God, I can't do that. When you realize how weak we are, you're gaining ground in prayer. Mark 14, the phrase, the Spirit is ready. Mark, Matthew 26, the phrase is used, the Spirit is willing. Willing and ready to do what? Well, in our text, it's to die. It is to die, it is to to suffer. For you and I, practically, it is whatever God wants out of us. Are you ready and willing? If God, dear preacher man, would to say, I want you on the mission field and specifically tell you to go there, are you ready and willing? You're gaining ground in prayer when you're ready and willing to do anything and everything God wants you to. And I really think with all my heart that the most extreme thing would be for somebody to die. And Jesus knows it's the will of God for him to die. Now, the miracle of the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection, it, 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 don't misunderstand me, it's not necessarily the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, we all knew he was gonna get up. Uh, he said, I, I'm the resurrection and the life. It don't surprise me one bit, but I think the miracle in all of it is actually that he had power to die. Jesus died. He died from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. His heart was dead. His lungs were dead. His brain was dead. He was physically 100% dead. He didn't just go into a coma. He didn't just pass out. His spirit left his body. His soul left his body. He died. Why do we have to die? Several reasons why Christ died. The main one is for our redemption. You know that but he had to die so he could be resurrected. No death, no resurrection. Ain't that elementary? And whatever it is, that's killing you. You're gonna have to go ahead and die to it so you can get resurrected over it. You ever had anything kill you? I'm not talking about physically. I'm not talking about the doctor pronouncing you dead, but in your heart, a circumstance came along and you said, oh my, this is killing me. I've had things come down the line, brother, that consumed my mind. And I'm sitting here and I'm saying in my mind, God, how in the world am I gonna get over this? And then one day, I wish I'd have got this when I first started out. God, I speak to you and say, hey, you just need to die to it. Hey, you I wouldn't want nobody to spit in my face. But if I'm dead and you spit in my face, I ain't gonna notice it at all. Brother Sammy Allen said it to Best Pastor Gravely, dead people ain't got no feelings. Now we're gonna have to experience a resurrection. You're gaining ground in prayer. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Is this helping you as good as it did me? I'm telling you right now, you gotta die so you can resurrect and get over whatever it is. It's killing you. He had to die so he could be resurrected. He had to die so he could reconcile man back to God. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And beloved, we are human beings. So therefore, we're gonna have human problems. We're not super spiritual. Sometimes there's gonna be sin, division, whatever it is, come in our lives. And we're gonna have to experience the wonderful gift and ministry of reconciliation. You show me somebody that will not reconcile, and I'll show you somebody that has not died nor been resurrected. You show me somebody has got a problem with forgiveness and I'll show you somebody that probably hasn't been forgiven themselves. Amen. He had to die so he could reveal himself in another form. Nextly, you know you're gaining ground and I'm done tonight when you realize that your work in prayer is not in vain. One of my favorite verses of this text is Luke twenty-two forty-four, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. That's the blood, the sweat, the tears of prayer. If you've never experienced blood, sweat, and tears, and I'm not necessarily talking physically, but spiritually applied, I don't know how much praying we've ever done. That blood is his life. He's pouring his life out in prayer. How often have we poured our whole lives out just to pray? The sweat is his labor. Something about prayer, and why a lot of people don't do it, it's hard work sometimes it's laborsome sometimes yeah. prayer goes so against the flesh it ain't even funny there's the tears, that's the love we've got the life, the labor, the love, the prayer but then lastly and I'm done and our piano to come however the pastor, you want to do an invitation dear sister, you come play something wouldn't bother me if you played that old song, Sweet our Prayer even page number 16 I know he heard my prayer whichever one you want to pray, play you'll be fine But lastly tonight, you know you're gaining ground in prayer when you learn to watch and pray at the same time. Jesus told these men, he said, watch ye and pray lest ye enter into temptation. Why should we watch and pray? Well, so Satan don't get an advantage of us. We pay attention while we pray so the devil don't get an advantage of us. We pay attention in prayer so these soldiers in the text, the soldiers were on their way to arrest Jesus. So we watch and pray so when the wrong crowd comes to get us, that we will be aware. We watch and pray so we don't sleep like these men did in the text. But really, I think tonight the main reason that we watch and pray is so we don't give in to sin. Would you agree with me tonight? If I miss my prayer time and my devotion time with God, it's a whole lot easier for me to give in to temptation. But if I've been on my knees and I've been talking to God and God has given me power and temptation comes knocking on my heart's door, it's a whole lot easier to say no to it. I'm not gonna think that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna do that. Why? Because I've been with God today, gaining ground in prayer. We're standing all over the building, every head bowed, every eye closed. Pastor, in my heart, I'm, I'm earnest. I'm honest. God knows my heart, my motive tonight. My sincere desire is to see this blessed group of people. Get on fire through the means of prayer. Some are already coming. If you need to come and pray tonight, I couldn't think of a better night. Couldn't think of a better time. I'm gonna make a couple of propositions and then I'm gonna be done tonight, Pastor. Anybody to the building say, Brother Morgan, pray for me. I'm lost, I've never been saved. Anybody anywhere, every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. If you're lost in here tonight, I'd ask you to come. Then number two, for those of us that are saved, say, Brother Morgan, please pray for me. I'm, I was really paying attention to you when you are preaching on the will of God. and I'm struggling maybe with something in my life. I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna tell nobody. But I would like to be able to remember your face or call your name in prayer tonight. Say, Brother Morgan, pray for me. I need help. Anybody anywhere? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that. Anybody else Say, Preacher, I see those hands. Anybody else? Say, Brother Morgan, pray for me. I, want, I see that hand. I see that hand. If you're in the congregation and you've lifted your hand tonight, I'd ask you to come down to this altar. I'm gonna have prayer for you here in a brief moment. And then the pastor's gonna come give the rest of the invitation. That's right, you come, thank you for coming. That's right, come on, thank you. Help me, Brother Morgan, I want you to help me pray, God, help me to know the will of God for my life. Father, so we bound the wonderful divine presence, I wanna thank you for your sweet touch that we experienced tonight in this service. Thank you for Pastor Grabley. And my love I have in my heart for him and him toward me and his family. Thank you for the Bible Baptist Church. Lord, I know that me and you both have the best interest of this church and this Christian academy in our hearts this week. And I pray in Jesus' name that you'd help us tonight in our prayer lives. God, fill us, touch us, and on us to pray. Lord, I confess to you tonight that's my weakest area of my life, and I pray you'd forgive me for my lack of prayer. I thank you for the privilege to be able to preach and to help God's people. And I pray as we sing this old song, God, give us wisdom and liberty in Jesus' name, amen. You pray as long as you need to. We're not in a hurry tonight.